think you know this, but in high school, I was in an extracurricular called Academic Decathlon. I've heard. As made famous in Spider-Man Homecoming. Not a realistic portrayal, but the decathlon part, very nerdy. It basically was 10 different academic subjects that you would take tests about. Yeah. But there was also an essay component and also a speech component. And I always remember when my team captains, because we were serious, we had team captains in this purely academic venture. Because it was a team-based competition, combined scores and stuff. But at Nationals, because our team did go to Nationals a couple of times, he talked about, for some people who give really good speeches, they have like a showcase of the speeches for all of the the students to see. And one of them, he just talked about the smug, I don't know if he's Californian, but like some rich smug guy who's just kept pantomiming in his speeches, be like, yeah, this is what I'm all about. I'm speech poetry, uh, basketball, oh, God. S- saxophone, and he's pantomime playing the sax, shooting the hoops, and he just basketball, basketball. So that's Jesus. what I always think of with basketball. And that is our oh, very hey. lead into, hey, what we're oh, recording oh, right hi, now. Oh, hi, Mark. Welcome to a whole new pod, a podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. I am your host. Uh, who thinks he is the best stories, Lucas Melby. I'm Jacob Pillajohn, who just lives within these stories. Welcome Something. to our very special uh, memorial episode for Regis Philbin. Yeah, we just found out he died five minutes ago. Even more hot off the presses than our Kobe Bryant episode. This would have been the good Kobe Bryant episode. But no, Regis Philbin, five minutes or so from when we're recording this or starting this recording, we saw that he died, so... That's... Yo, Regis was an OG. I grew up on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I used to watch it with my grandma, R.I.P. Mary. Yeah. He kind of looked like he was <laughs> running out of time. So it's like he looked like he's to be a millionaire, dead but, for the last 20 years. You know, uh, how, yeah. how old was he? 88, you said? I, I believe that's what it said. So. so he lived a long life. I know he had uh, something to do with the WWE for a little bit. He showed up basically to get into the celebrity wing of the Wrestling Hall of Fame. You just need to show up for like one, <laughs> one fairly wrestling. high profile WWE appearance. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Regis was good to play along with that kind of stuff. So it's a bit sad. Yeah. But what's not as sad, at least not all of the time, are Disney Channel original movies. Double, double, shoot, shoot. I, I don't know. I guess we'll probably keep it in. Why not? Uh, it's, it's a, I told Jacob not to say there. It's catchy. It was at the very end of the movie. I don't think they said it in the movie. The very end of the movie. There was like a song that played for literally like five seconds. We might have to go back yeah. and listen. But I, I don't know if that song was in the movie at all. But I, I remember it. Like, well, if it was in there for five seconds, it was in well, the movie. Well, like, like in its entirety, you know, in its golden form. It was an activation for sleeper agents. Yes, as something like double-double, mostly the shoot-shoot part might imply, and more related to my opening, my lead-in was not for Regis Philbin dying, it was for the movie we watched today, which is Double Team, which being somebody over the age of 13 hearing Double Teamed, it's not what you would think it's about. You'd think it was uh, not on the Disney Channel, but on... uh, generally more digital streaming Uh. form of entertainment but no it's a basketball term yeah it's a little weirder that you if this movie is called double team yeah no problem but that they turn it into a verb and call it double teamed Teamed. that adds some extra connotation well but also there was already a movie i think 
called Double Team. I think I saw this when I was looking up stuff about this movie starring Dennis Rodman, some bad action movie. And, so and, they probably and, couldn't and, get away you, with naming it. If that. you think about the um, development of the, the the movie and the story, teamed being a part of a team, teamed up on you know kind of you know. No, it makes sense. That's why I said it, when you're over the age of thirteen, the first thing you're gonna think of. Yes. Especially when we're like, it's about twins. Mm. It's called Double Team. This is a really dirty, raunchy episode. First we talk about a dead man. Now we're talking about two twins. and Regis Philbin and the Double Mint Twins. Double Mint. You know, the Double Mint Twins. Double Twins treat. were a huge thing back in like the 90s, early 2000s. You Everybody had the, was having You twins. had the beer commercial where they go, and twins! I don't know where we're going with this. I but don't want to know where we're the going. The destination I do want to get to is the movie we're covering today. Yes. So let's just get into it. Let's our, get into it. Our credits pop up with the title Double Teamed pretty quickly. And the style of it does imply basketball. So clear yes. in the air for all the, the weirdos who flipping through the channels saw the TV guide. Ooh, Double Teamed. Give right. me some of that. Sign. Who's your daddy? That is said in the movie. We'll definitely call that out when we get there. Yikes. So shortly after we see the title card, we also get the based on actual events, true story, that kind of thing, because you need it. This is the story of Heidi and Heather Burgess, who yes. are twins, thus Correct. the double and double teamed, and they are or they will go on to become some uh, of the somewhat first. prominent women's basketball players yeah. that at least would have been around at the time of the making of this movie in college and then later some of the first WNBA players mm -hmm. so then let's see what they looked like when they were like you and me thinking of the viewing audience because we get a fairly cinematic opening where after the title card they're basically I think zoomed in on a driveway yeah. and they're panning back in from the driveway and then we get to see Go through a window and then cut to a girl on the floor doing a bunch of sit-ups, yes. crunches. Cut to a bunch of different exercises. She's running in place, shaking the whole house. <laughs> I believe this is Heather, who we first see. And we also get some fun music that at first very much made me think of, if it was in Japanese, of course, of like an anime opening. But it's more yeah. just general pop punk with a female singer, which as we'll soon learn is actually fairly anachronistic for when this movie is supposed to be taking place, which is the year 1985. And there's a lot of stuff about this movie that they didn't really put a lot of effort to make it a period piece. Mm, yeah, I don't know. There's some references. But like as far as the fashion sense of the kids, some of the musics that's played. One kid had a mullet. Mullets are eternal. I mean, the show The Mullets, the the ill-advised sitcom The Mullets that got canceled extremely quickly, fair. that came out in like the mid-2000s. Fair, fair. So yes, we're introduced to the twins, Heidi, and the other one is Heather. Actually, yeah, I think the one we first see is Heather. It's very confusing at first. I, I still a little don't bit, remember which one. Yeah, which. I just would leave it like blank, be like, okay... I will eventually figure out who did this, what her name is, and I'll circle back like, to my notes to fill it in. Like, we had some twins, even, like, when we were in col or in, in high school, but, like, I still never knew the, who was who. So, the worst part about that, 
Well, I was actually lab partners with, I think, like one or both of them. And then uh, after graduating, after graduating college, so even further separated from high school, I ended up working with their mom (laughs) at uh, the the local hospital. And then one of them also worked in a very adjacent department to where I worked. And I'd be like, I don't know which one you are. Yeah. Twins. At least they look more distinct. I believe the real twins in real life. This is a concept that was very hard for Jacob to understand is the real twins... The girls in real life were twins, yes. but the girls in this movie were not twins. Uh, they, they did look very similar, though. Yes. But I don't want to understate how hard it was to get <laughs> well, this point I, across I, I, to well, Jacob. At first, I didn't realize that it was like a true story. Yeah. That's so what I, I thought I called about. that out to him. So I, I said, like, yes. What? These girls who are playing the twins are not actually twins, but they were twins in real life. <laughs> Yes, because that's what but you just saying. said that the people aren't twins in real life. The actors playing the twins. <laughs> I was. Uh, who's I was very third confused. base? <laughs> who's at first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. So the movie gets off to a quick start. We see like the mom and dad as well, and we get a little bit of the the dynamics between the twins, where they they're a little kind of at each other. They're of an age. I think we basically figure out that they're supposed to be freshmen in high school. Okay. But even being generous, they look like they're probably they're like old. twenty. They're like in their at the youngest. I mean, especially when they start comparing them to all the other like little fifth grader looking kids. And yes, like, they and, definitely and, do a, a good job. Basically, I think this is where Peter Jackson uh, took cues for how to make people seem small in Lord of the Rings. He saw what they did in <laughs> Double Team to make people seem very big. Well, at, at the very end, you know, like you pointed out, then we found out that they were supposed yes, we to be freshmen. Yes, we forward a decade, and they look exactly the same. They didn't age over, yeah, like, you <laughs> they're know. They're like, they can believably be this age in the future, and we'll just pretend that they're this age in the past. Whatever. But they come down to go to school or something, but they're wearing the exact same workout clothes. And then they complain, oh, mom, make her change because she looks exactly like me. And I just thought, well, if you're twins and you very much want to break out of your parents dressing you the same, why do you even own the same Same clothes to begin with? Because they were literally wearing the exact same outfits. Correct. But they change, and then we get a bunch of quick cuts to them at school in gym class, or maybe it was after school playing volleyball on the volleyball yeah. team. Lots of quick cuts of spikes and bumps. Some really and crazy, yeah, crazy action shots. And crazy. the dad's there. I don't know if he's like an assistant coach or he's just he's probably. A, yeah. He's not a bit of an overbearing dad. He's an extremely overbearing <laughs> dad, and he's talking to the coach about scholarships or getting the girls scouted and yeah. things like that. And basically, he comes to the conclusion with the mom that they need to switch schools because yes. the school they're going to is apparently too poor. And the dad throws in a comment saying, hey, you know what? Hey, I could have been a big time lawyer, but then you never would have seen me. You could That's have had right. a rich job, but we decided to spend more time with our kids. That's so now right. we're going to ruin our kids' lives because yes, we're too poor sir. to afford college. And we're going to make them switch schools. Yes, sir. So he wants them to go to a more rich kid's school. And you could look at that in a different number of ways that, yes, they would have better athletics. They probably would have better teachers. It's not like people in poor schools or whatever you want to call them can't get scholarships. And I mentioned to Jacob about 
hey, maybe like big fish in a little pond, whether their volleyball team is that good. It's like they're still playing these girls up to be absolute giants. Yeah. So that's going to give talent scouts boners of (laughs) an appropriate kind (laughs) about their playing ability. But he tells the girls that they're going to switch schools, which is also a very suburban white dad thing to do. Being like, hey, we can just move. And switch school districts to go to the rich kids' school. But it does actually come up in a more plot-relevant way as far as, hey, you can't just do that. You have to, like, actually move. So the girls are... They do not take this news well. I think maybe one of them is kind of fine with it, but the other one's very upset. The one runs off very upset, and the one's like, Dad's just trying to do what's best for us. Yeah. But she's still crying. And then the mom's obviously pissed. You know, you got to go. And the, the the girls kind of, one was kind of more favorable of the father and one was kind of more favorable favorable of the mother. I don't remember how it went. Yeah, it kind of crisscross applesauce throughout the, the end, movie. Yeah. But then hey, they get over it because it's the first day at their new school. And it's, as I, I put in my notes here, not very 80s looking. The kids are walking around in like baggy polo shirts yeah. and a lot of just late 90s early 2000s fashion yeah which then i was thinking really the only other period piece movie they might have had would have been like the color purple not the color Color of friendship the color of friendship it (laughs) always sticks with me but i think they actually did do a decent amount of effort in that one they did give that did they even have like old cars and and stuff too i believe they did so this is not the the prestige piece no well i'm trying to remember what kind of cars they had because i don't remember we've seen them the cars, they had, like, a, a wood-paneled station All wagon, that, yeah. so that might have been Maybe. actual uh, attention to detail yeah. there. And this is where we really get to see them play up how ridiculously tall, tall they are, yes. which is easy to do when, at least according to IMDb trivia, they give them things to wear in their shoes to Platforms make them look taller. or whatever. And then know. also, they fill the school with people that look like they're 10 years younger than the yes, actresses. Yes, they're, they're very small, and they they look very young. Like they're and maybe, maybe it's a middle, a middle school combined with a high school type thing. I have no idea. But I feel like it's... There not. are two, three... Feet taller than these kids and in our research of trying to see how old yeah. these actresses might have been at the time of the filming of this movie we could not find out their actual birthdays but whatever it's worth to find it online that it's listed that they are both five foot nine nine so they're not really that tall So it makes sense that they have to have a little like boost and i feel like some of even some of the shots might even utilize a minimal well, amount of force perspective. A lot to of give a, them a, a lot of them are kind of like up shots, aren't they? Like kind of yeah, looking it's, up at it's them. It's very like much a, tall, a like technique. You're, you're looking at them like you might be like a kid. Yeah, it's a like technique kid. that the WWE use and probably still use a lot because they try to play up the height of their Kane wrestlers, or and even to the point where people yeah. who are big, like Andre the Giant, they would still do things to make him seem even bigger yeah. than that. Uh, they're kind of milling about. Everybody's staring at them. Heidi, uh, one of the twins, gets uh, talked to by a drama club girl, and she signs up for drama club. Because she wants her to be the Tin Man. Because the Tin Man is the tall one? Well, she's the only one that can fit into the Tin Man costume, because it's so big. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess. What's this? Because they're putting on a Wizard of Oz play yes. or musical, I guess. Yes. Well, I feel like she'd be a better scarecrow. Ah. And then Heidi, uh, or no, sorry, Heather 
she it's like i don't know if it's gym class or like after school she's got a volleyball she's stealing volleyballs from one gym and bringing it to another gym she's too self-conscious to go to one gym because everybody's looking at how tall she is so then she takes a whole cart full of volleyballs which greedy much heather and she goes into a different gym which i don't even know what she was going to do with them just spike them yeah not out at a net just against the wall or something i guess that's probably something volleyball players do but then she comes into a basketball practice and somehow dumps all the volleyballs across the floor. And then the coach turns. And the coach is helping pick them up. Yeah. And then he looks up. Yes. And he comes. Well, yeah, well so, so before that, doesn't he make a comment about God? Give me a miracle or yeah, something. He's talking about like under his breath. He's like, these girls on the fucking basketball they're team fucking are so garbage. They're so trash. And, and, and then, yes. So Give me something, God. Him and her, they're, they're both bending down. And he he stands up, and then she stands up, and he's she's like two feet taller. Oh, yeah, than this him. was definitely and he, the And then scene. he looks off into the ceiling and says, "Thank you." Yeah, God, I don't know. He just says, "Thank you," and then she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he asks her, you know, "Oh, you gonna play some basketball?" And she's like, "No, just gonna I don't know, wait till volleyball season or something." And then and then he looks back up at the ceiling. You can be so cruel. Yeah, I don't really know exactly how the conversation fully plays out, but the end of it is, oh, yeah, I guess I'll play, and I have a twin. You have a twin? There's two of you. And then there's some kind of side glances for some of the the players, and we'll learn more about specifically one of them as time goes on. So dad of the, the twin dad, it's twins. He's happy about the Heather picking up basketball. Because because she can jump. She can go there. <laughs> she can stay in shape and jump. <laughs> yeah, because he the main plan was for them to get volleyball scholarships. Yes. So a lot of... But now two sports. I think a lot athletes. of especially high school athletes, they'll have like a main sport, but they'll still do other sports yeah. to you know keep their body nice and tight. Oh, God. That was not <laughs> a good choice. Uh, but I like yeah, it. Or loose. <laughs> Oh, God. That's uh, but he's worse. not as enthused about Heidi joining the drama club, but the mom eventually convinces him, like, hey, just let her have this one yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So then Heather goes to basketball practice, and she's bad, but then quickly becomes... Really good. Yeah. They're all like, whoa, look at her. And then, the was it Nikki, or what's her name? Yeah, her name's Nikki. I refer to her in my notes almost exclusively as rich girl. We get introduced <laughs> to her where she's very much a, a rich, snotty, she's, yeah, mean she's, girl. Well, Heather's trying to take the shot, or Heidi. Heather, Heather's trying to take the yep. shot, and then she just like... Grabs the ball out of her hands. And yeah, like, ah. we'll quickly learn she was the former star player of yeah. the team, and she is not very happy that she's being overshadowed in more than one way. Yes. Heidi goes to drama club, tries out for the play, but then hears about this rocking party that's happening afterwards. So she goes to that, and it's fucking... For all the movies that we've seen that actually have like a build-up to a house party, smart house... Proof no. point as the main ones. This blows all of those parties out There's of the water. There's a dude pretending to be a mime. <laughs> I mean, could you ask for more? I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, though, it was something weird. Uh, but as they, she's rolling up, her dad is dropping her off, and it's like, oh, wow, what the fuck is going on here? Because it's like a spacious mansion. And this is Nikki's house. Yeah, we quickly learn it's Find the rich girl's out. house. But first, before that, the we, comment of yes, the, we get the, the line uh, when Heidi's coming in. She's talking to her drama club friend. 
whose house is this? The president? To which the friend replies, like he could afford it. <laughs> Cutting back that. from the poof point to say, take that, Ron, man. <laughs> Fuck you and your Iran-Contra bullshit. Uh, I love that line. Yeah, it was very good. So then, yeah, the mean girl, the mean rich girl is kind of quizzing uh, Heidi. Where do you live? Oh, I was dropped off by my driver. Oh, you have a driver? Where do you live? Oh, I live at... And then she reads off of some kid's letterman jacket. All... What does it say? All 1984 state? All District. All District. Or something That's what like it was. that. Yeah, something. And then... All District. And then she's like, what do you mean All District? And she's like, no, you mean like Pleasant View? Nah. They... Careful. <laughs> 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 they, they kind of interrogate her and then she says, oh, it's actually this street. Oh, you mean this street? Yeah, yeah. that one. Oh, and then it turns out it's like a donut shop or something. Yeah. So the rich girl is tipped off that... Which mm, means the rich girl had to go like try to find her house. And why well, is she trying pissed. to find her house? So yeah, it should be noted <laughs> that... like stalking her. So this is where it's already getting kind of like messy where Heidi's the drama club one. Heather's the one on the basketball team. Yeah. Heidi's the one at this party, but she's still talking to the girl, the rich yeah, girl who's I don't on the know basketball why that team, was. That's who doesn't weird. like her sister. That's so weird. it gets a little muddled And there. she's also borrowing her sister's clothes. Yeah. Another issue. So then uh, Heather gets mad at Heidi about lying about their address because yes. they don't live in the district yet at all, and they yes. just kind of live in a, a more typical suburban house. Certainly nothing mansion-like. And then uh, Heather gets mad. Gets mad that she stole her clothes. Borrowed her clothes. And then they just kind of make up. It'll be yeah. one of multiple times where they're mad at each other and then quickly just are like, fine. Eh, we're fine. Yeah, I don't remember any really point where they're too mad at each other for too long. It must be a twin Maybe thing like where a... they just take it out like they have a telepathic link and then they sort things out that way. Yeah. Then at some basketball practice, we get introduced to, I think his name is Galen, some hot dude basketball player yeah. who Heather's kind of, ooh, making some eyes towards. And really, all of the girls are making eyes towards. True. And he is some hot college prospect, a senior, which is then weird in comparison that, like, he's a senior and then they're, like, freshmen. I don't know. But moving on, Heidi, who at this point is important to point out, is the drama twin, comes home from school one day and the dad has just set up a basketball hoop in the driveway. And he's swishing. He's really good. And then he challenged Heidi, Heidi again. And she's the even drama better. twin. Yes, the one who the is not currently girl. on the basketball team. And they're both very good at yeah. basketball. And dad's like, they're like shooting like behind the back stuff and doing all this goofy stuff. And it should shots. be pointed out that the dad is very schlubby dad. Not like some of the he's more handsome decom dads we've had. He's, he's just, he's just he's a little a chubby. He's balding. You yeah. know, he's shuffling around, but he can throw the, the stones and make it go a swish. Make it rain. He's shooting them rocks i think this is this this is the scene where he says who's your daddy exactly who is your daddy and what does he do uh i you Uh, but then this nice little moment between the dad and the drama twin turns south because the dad just says oh by the way i told the basketball coach that you're gonna play basketball and i guess you can't be in drama club anymore then she pissy again. Yep. So Rightfully she's mad. Slow, so, you know. So she's mad at the dad, but then she's also mad at her twin because if she hadn't got into basketball, then none of this would have happened. They would have still had volleyball. Yeah. Everything would have been and fine. And like, is there, there's nothing else really to do with theater after this. 
There's one little thing, but it's not really that relevant. The twins then are at practice and they're really just up in each other's shit the whole time, like chucking the ball at each other to pass, getting up and like, you know, shouldering each other, checking them during play. There's that one um, play that they run where she goes to pass the ball. She does that weird pump. This is the first time I think we see her little her little. Yeah, she does a pump pump, or kind of like juke in place. And then she passes the ball. She runs, yeah, she runs forward and does, I think it's a behind the back pass and it just goes out of bounds. But they pan over like literally like a foot and her sister's like right there, like she could have grabbed the ball. But then the coach says, what are you doing? There was nobody Nobody there. there. And actually there was somebody there, but the sister was just being a bitch. She's like, "Eh, I can't, I don't always know what you're thinking. Then we see. But uh, she does. Yeah. What? (laughs) Then back at home, we see, or back at the rich girl's home, that is. We see that rich girl, wouldn't you know it, has daddy issues. Yes, who's your daddy? Her her daddy (laughs) is typical, very typical for a 1980s movie, just rich business dad. Yeah, he's just gone. And then he's off on a business trip and she says, but I have a game. (laughs) Well, sorry, honey. I got to make the money to pay for this house and your parties. Also, her mom mentioned at one point and it's just that basically that she doesn't love her daughter and just isn't around or something and she has a butler that cares about her that we see multiple times but she doesn't care that much about the butler and but he he does say score 50 points (laughs) i can hear that that's asking a lot for a high school play score 50 that's literally more points than they score the entire game i feel like that would be a very even like in pro basketball that's probably a pretty that's impressive yeah that's a really good game so then that game she's talking about she's having, it's not even a game. It's, it's a, a scrimmage, scrimmage between the basketball team. The same team. team, yeah. The team, the school team. But it's a, it, yeah, it's the team, which is the Sea Kings. That's the, yes. the high school's team name. And, there's, and there's, there's hundreds of people here. There's a crowd. There's cheerleaders. There's an announcer. <laughs> and it's for them playing against each other. And as we were talking about earlier, the And they're coach, bad. The coach earlier it was talking about how shitty this team was and how all these people are showing up for it. And even if this was like And even the one guy, the one crazy awesome basketball dude, player yeah, he's from in the Princeton. Crowd. One of those things where generally a scrimmage that anybody might care about would be at least against just another team, just not yeah. for like an official season capacity. But yeah. for it just to be this bad basketball team. That probably doesn't have enough to really fill just one starting lineup, let alone two. But I just thought that was something that was really funny. Uh, The hot guy, speaking of him, he notices one or maybe even both of the twins being girl, uh, being being really good. Being girls. (laughs) Are those girls? Uh, And then the rich girl sees this and she's seeing that she's just getting generally overshadowed by the twins. And there's one part where... The coach is saying, hey, pass it, which is funny because at one point the coach does a timeout. Which side is he coaching? Yeah. Both teams. <laughs> but oh, the coach dear. is saying, hey, pass it to one of the twins. But she takes the shot. She makes the shot. But, and then, then, the but coach... then he gets pissed at her like, you're you're supposed to be like Magic Johnson. Or no, that was the, the guy that says it later. I think. Yeah, but he, he benches her because you're... she's not being a good team player. Yeah, he says something kind of cruel, too. I don't remember what he... It's like, you ball-hogging bitch. Kinda, yeah. So then Heather's team, who is the original basketball twin, (laughs) ends up winning. And Heidi gets sad, even though a lot of the time she tries to play off that she doesn't actually care about basketball. She was forced into it. But I think, you know, 
as would probably be the case if I had a twin. I'd be pretty competitive against them. Yeah. So then the dad... The mother, the mother consoles her first, you know. Yeah, but the, they first congratulate Heather. Yeah. And they only lose by a point. Yeah, it's not bad. No. Because did you just mention that she, that she blocks her sister's shot? Uh, no, shot. that is that is yes. relevant. She, that, she that's blocks how they win. her sister's game-winning shot, and then it's just done. And so then, being super uh, jealous and pissed, the rich girl tips off the school's principal yeah. with a special envelope she leaves on his desk with confidential written on top of it. Yes. That, essentially, the family of the twins has still not moved into the school the district, district area. So then the principal... Which this felt kind of unbelievable because this would be the principal. Because schools always fucking bend over backwards to they, yeah. help out their star athletic Yeah, I mean, players. especially if they're getting hundreds of people to show up in the stands. <laughs> For a scrimmage. Exactly. Uh, so I found it a little unbelievable yeah, that the, the principal would lose two of his star players. But then the dad is just like, hey... Just give me a little more time. You don't want to lose your really good players. And that's, that's when it's like, this is far more believable because yeah. the principal's like, okay, you have until Christmas now. But the family takes care of their move very quickly. Yeah. And they have to move to a dumpy apartment complex. But somebody else lives there. Who could it be? We'll find out in a uh, couple scenes. I don't even know. Time, time moves fast <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but they have to go to this apartment complex because they can't afford anything better in the district. And they have to say goodbye to their crazy, weird set of a house. Yeah. Like that the one. The inside of their house looks like it could have been the Drama Club's production because it looked very stage-like. Yeah. Then the girls who, remember, were very mad at each other make up by playing basketball in the parking lot. Yes. And then it's all good from there. But somebody who it's not good with is the team. Because at practice, the team gets mad at them, not for being poor, but for lying about not being yeah, poor. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't buy that either. They're just they're just like... You don't buy that they're not mad at them for, for lying, yes. just more about them being poor. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And yes, the rich girl is definitely seeming to be the, the ringleader of driving this the hate bully. against the team. But fortunately, it's... Uh, not too long before they start treating each other like teammates because the coach is, well, you guys aren't playing well together. Too bad, because if you were a team, I'd maybe let you spend a bunch of time in New York City and then playing they get, basketball. They, they, there's so many crazy wild emotions flying around in this gym. Some girls are pissed. Some are happy. It's it's one of my favorite things in anime where if it's a school-based oh. show where the teacher will be like, and here's a pop quiz. And all the kids go, <laughs> So that's kind of what happens here. So then they're like, we'll stop being mean to the poor girls. <laughs> well, uh, they didn't, though, because they're like, we're well, going to have to pay for it your own. And then the rich girl's like, is that something you can do? Can you afford this? Yes. Well, so peasants? team is being nicer to the poor girls. But then it's brought up that, oh, you'll have to pay at least some of your way to New York City. Because this is going to happen over, like, Christmas break that they're having some tournament bringing out-of-state teams in for. It's very yeah. weird. Especially taking in mind that we haven't seen this team play a single game in their season. And they're already tournament. And bound. historically, they're a <laughs> they're terrible <awful>. team. <laughs> and they do well at this tournament. But yes, the rich girl is still sticking it to them for being poor. Snidely. Hmm, can you guys afford it? And they're just like... Yes, we can. And they can afford it pretty easily because we see them do one chore 
of cleaning a bunch of shit. And they get ships. 50 bucks. And uh, they're like, we're still 20 short. They're cleaning some, like, yachts like the Lawrence Brothers now own in Australia. They get 50 bucks, and then they're like, well, all we need is $20 more. Which... <laughs> so they go dance. They go dance with, yeah. like, hats, and they collect money at a party Because their dad, I guess, chipped in. But, yeah, to send two kids to New York City on a school for trip. For 70 bucks? <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's for an undisclosed amount, yeah. but apparently it wasn't that hard for them to earn. No. And yes, they earned the final 20 by going Why to some. Why even go to school? Just make money <laughs> cleaning boats. 50 bucks for cleaning a boat? I think they clean multiple boats. Okay. But also in maybe. the 80s, yeah, that 50 bucks, that would have gone a, a lot, lot further. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, 20 bucks, that was more to make back then. They go to some street festival where I there's guys know. in costumes walking around on stilts having big costumed bellies and everybody's <laughs> playing bongos and they're just doing like the twins are tap dancing and people are just throwing, throwing money at, at them, them. But they what? and they earn the money because the next scene they are at the airport to yeah. go to new york city and we get a little more class divide of the rich girl being like mm, i'm going to first class and then they say something about oh this girl this lady's sneezing they're like, you better watch out. This girl's going to get you sick and you're going to get shots or something. Yeah, oh, you're going to go to first class? Well, this rich lady is sneezing a lot. You're going to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the one girl gets scared out and backs out. And yeah, gets like it's a whatever. Coach ticket. So were they just trying to say that so they could have some more friends to talk to on the way over? I, I think it was just more just the rich girl them. being mean and them getting slightly back at the rich girl. By, I guess, taking her friend away, but also... Well, first class isn't all that, because sometimes there's sneezy ladies up there. <laughs> and speaking of things moving fast, we cut to what apparently is the final of the tournament. So we still have not seen them play an official game up until this point. Correct. And they end up losing the game. Heather gets the MVP trophy, though, as the... the organizer of the tournament just kind of like offhandedly gives it to just her gives it to her heidi so. is jealous rich girl is jealous but the coach says hey we played some good games we didn't see any of these games no. and we hardly saw any of this final game <laughs> but they do make up in the latter half of the movie with us actually seeing them play good action basketball. yeah there's some good good game action in there. but i did kind of feel like this is moving fast yeah i mean new york trip was air very blood quick. air blood <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that movie. Air Bud plays more basketball than these Air girls. Air Blood, he's like a gangster. He's uh, part of a gang. Yeah, Air Bloody is where his talking puppies become <laughs> vampires. Oh, there we go. Like I'll that. send that into the Air Bud production company. I love it. So then they are back home, or at least well, they've not, not, returned well, to the airport. Well, there's a scene where they're at like the theater, where oh, they run yes. into yeah, that the is theater right. girl. So the one follow-up with the drama group is Heidi, the drama twin. She's so dramatic. (laughs) She sees some kind of theater in New York, not a Broadway one or anything. She wants to. And she just, yeah, very forlornly walks forward. And then who does she find? Why, the president of the drama club from their high school. (laughs) What are the odds? What are you doing here, Heidi? Oh, we just got done with the basketball tournament. What are you doing here? Well... We always spend Christmas in New York because my mom is as freaked out about theater as I am, <laughs> which I found a very weird turn of phrase. Is that what phrase. she said? She freaked. said freaked out. <laughs> like, my mom is fucking terrified of theater. So that's why we come to New York where there is no theater. Or she comes there as kind of like exposure therapy to just watch a bunch of shows. <laughs> 
But it seemed like the place she was coming out of was showing the Nutcracker, which I think yeah. traditionally is a ballet show, not so much a theatrical Theater show. Hell. So, yeah. Okay, do, do, Disney Channel do, do, original do, do, movie. Do, 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 but yes, do, then do, they're do, back do, at the airport on the return flight, and mom and dad of the twins was there. But you know who's not? Rich girls, rich dad. The butler's there. And yes. He says he's in Chicago. Typical rich dad. Yeah. So then she's sitting all sadly. Alone. And then the two girls are talking to maybe another friend too, but their parents. And the who was the one that wanted to go over there? Heather. Heather. Heather's like, let's go. And then Heidi's like, no, she's are you a the- huge bitch. Yes. And beyond just being mean, generally, she was the one who ratted them out to the principal. Yeah. So that's the thing they could be the most upset about. But they do try to go over and help her. Though really, Heidi would have wanted to go back to her her old school. But whatever, yes. They go over to try to talk to her. And she's like, fuck off. Well, well, the first thing is said, what's up with your dad? (laughs) And she says, nothing. And then they walk away. And then eventually. she's like, he's in Chicago. And actually, I think what they do to get her to say that is they say Merry Christmas to her. So they are still... They're not receiving anything That's from right. her, but they're yes. still giving something. Yes. So then she true. says he's in Chicago, and then they have a little cute conversation of, "Hey, we we know a a sweet place that serves dinner on Christmas night because apparently this is Christmas night." Hmm. So I don't know when they flew back. This tournament happening during Christmas is already weird, but yeah, they fly back Christmas night. We know this old hole in the wall, (laughs) and I joked about it being their parents' kitchen, but that's actually what it ends up being. And they say the food is terrible because their dad makes some kind of monstrous concoction of cheese and beans cheese and all cheese a waffle maker that he shoves Uh, bread on and then closes it uh, as kind of a, I don't know, a panini press. To cut before that, she says... Oh, I don't know if I'll go. And then the twins say, well, better than spending Christmas alone. And the butler is right there. (laughs) This butler who shows her so much affection is always encouraging of her. And she's just like, bye. (laughs) And then goes to the poor kid's apartment. Why did they invite him over? He could have probably made some good shit even with the ingredients that were present there at the Burgess estate. So then they are like, hey, we don't want to get fat from this terrible food, Dad. We're going to go play basketball. It's one in the goddamn morning. Eh, whatever. We don't fucking care. So they go out, and they're playing, and then, wouldn't you know it, we see one of the other residents of the apartment complex is the really hot dude who's really good at basketball. And the rich girl is taken aback because she's like, he's hot? But he's poor? Yes. But he starts showing them the ropes, giving them some tips about what he's they like can do better. He's, like, touching them, and then he's, like, moving them into certain spots on the court, and they're, yes. like, oozing in there. Because we've only seen him really observe. Bridges. We don't really know he's good at basketball, except he's, like, spun a basketball on his finger before. Yeah. But, yes, he's adjusting them, and specifically, I think it's Heidi. He keeps, like, moving her, and she's, and she's like, like, here? 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 here. He's moving her over and over again, and I think Heather then says... Let's play a set, but it sounds like she says, Let's play a set. Just have sex. Just have sex. <laughs> like, he's being so cute. It's like, Ooh, ooh. Just, all right, just fuck her. <laughs> just get it over with. And actually, uh, there's really no conclusion or. They end up playing again but later like on. Like with the boy, like neither of the three between the twins and the rich girl, it's like he doesn't become any of their boyfriends. Well, he plays with the one on one later on. 
Yeah, so but that's, that's like, after that, why. like, I think he's probably in the scene of the audience of a game, but there's not really... Any. Yeah, and that's good, I think. I think that would have taken away from the movie. It is, but then it's like, why is he in this movie? Maybe just to show that, like... Yes, it's perfectly fine thing. that Maybe it's he... like, the class aspect, that he's, like, also... It's perfectly fine like, for there to be a male character in a movie that does not hook up with one of the main female characters. But when this is a 90-minute decom... When there's only so much to work with. He doesn't take up that much of the movie, though. No, he just feels a little extra. I was already starting to feel that the rich girl having daddy issues was extra. But they fleshed that out well enough. Where this is just like, okay, I'll just come out. I wanted him to have sex with one of the (laughs) twins. Or both of them. On screen. And the rich girl. All three. All four. I said foursome. Because that's what it looked like it was playing up to be on this. uh... Yeah. This and actually, here. before this guy and he comes pulls out, out the mysterious H that fixes the rim on the basketball. I don't even oh. want to explain what that's all about. <laughs> Watch the movie for yourself, then you'll know what Jacob's talking about. But actually, before he shows up, they bond even more over basketball with the rich girl, and she starts to like them more because they talk about how they hate their dads so much. And the rich girl's like, well, at least your dad's there. And they're like, yeah, he's there, but he fucking sucks. <laughs> Which actually, both of the dads he, yeah, they in are, this they movie are, are pretty crappy. Yeah, and there's kind of just one throwaway line at the end with the twins' dad that kind of redeems him in a way. But really, all of the dads kind of suck. What is that? He says he's sorry for forcing them oh. to play basketball, <laughs> but not so much forcing them to go to a new school. No, he yeah, doesn't he apologize was... for that. Yeah, he's 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 dickish. So after all of that Christmas night shenanigans, we finally see them playing in a game in their own season. Yes, finally. And this game specifically comes down to a couple of dramatic free throws from Heidi. And yes, that is free throws, not three throws. Yes. uh, As I sometimes have trouble saying. And she like, there's a weird stoppage scene where the coach is explaining this whole scenario, what needs to happen if... About two seconds, get fouled, but none of this ever happens. It's like they, it's like they, there's like a scene missing or something weird because it just cuts to her shooting free throws and she misses the first one and then she makes the second one and then they just win. Yeah, they win by one it point. It was really weird. It was forced drama that they probably didn't need to have yeah, in it this was game really, because yeah, they later know. have it in, they have it in spades in a later game. But Heather is jealous because Heidi was the one who won the game for yeah. them. We see her practicing really hard with hot basketball dude, and he's like, yo. You're going to, like, wear yourself out. He you says, we've been at it too chill. long. You're going to hurt yourself. Chill, Literally daddy. the next, you know, dribble or going in for a layup or whatever, she twists her ankle yeah, or something. Yeah, she's down on the ground. Like, I, like she's, like, acting like it's broken. Like, she's literally broke her leg. She sells it pretty good because the mom comes out and is consoling her, and the dad <laughs> stumbles in, like, bro, what did she do? And then she's like, <laughs> It's like, oh my It's just God. completely unintelligible. And the, she's like, it's not your, you didn't do it. They were telling the guy, he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> like, no, it's, our it's daughter not, is very jealous yeah, and stupid. Pretty much. So then Heather has the one good uh, kind of parent child talk in this movie with mom, where we get to hear some background about the mom used to be a professional or high level swimmer. And Heather says she's jealous and sad She's mad that Heidi won the game for them, but it's because basketball was supposed to be her thing. She 
independently chose to be in basketball. Her dad forced Heidi into basketball. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a fairly well-rounded psychological idea for like why she'd be upset in this moment beyond just being like, I wanted to win the game. Yeah. So I thought that was... She's the more well-rounded twin. The other one, it's just like, I don't know what her deal is. She wants to do drama. She doesn't do drama. She doesn't want to do basketball. Then she does really well in basketball. She's the daddy's girl. She's the one who hates her dad, but she does everything her dad tells her to. True. But then the mom eventually says, like, hey, you got to play because you love it. You got to play to win the game. (laughs) (laughs) We play to win the game. No losers in this family. (laughs) You're playing on that. Your intensity's for shit. That's from a movie. I don't remember. You got to play because you love it. And then Heather says, but mom, if you love swimming so much, why'd you stop? And she says, because I found something I loved more. Being a mother. Uh, Aw, mom. uh, Gross. uh, (laughs) So then Heather and Heidi are, they're better again. They're not fighting. Yeah, but it lasts for like a scene. Quite the the roller coaster relationship between them. So now... It's the big game. Yes. You go into the big game. That's we don't right. know quite why. It's just like, it's the finals game, but we don't really know how the season is structured no. for them. But it's the big game. They've won every single game except this <laughs> one so far. So Heather, They didn't finish second in that tournament, so they haven't won a lot. Whatever that tournament was, yeah. all it said like by the scoreboard was holiday tournament. <laughs> but it's one that they draw players from multiple states, or at least California and New York. Who knows? So Heather is, of course, on the bench because she she's hurt. is. Yeah, she's, she's got a broken leg, pretty much. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not quite as dramatic because she wouldn't be able to do some of the things mm. she does shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she tells Heidi, it's up to you to carry this game. Yes. And then they do a bunch of like weird stuff where they point at their nose and like at the other twin, one. Twin stuff. Twin, a twin I, thing. I was like, is this something I missed because I was always looking down taking notes? I don't or, remember Are they really playing earlier, up though. that they're really great friends now? So they have all these Besties. little coy Codes. twin shit. <laughs> so... I thought it was, this is the game where they really show the most gameplay. Yeah. And I thought that was cool because we've had a quite a number of sports movies. And basketball is one, I think, that they, I mean, it's one that they've done a couple of times because they also had the luck of the Irish, where it's one where you can highlight the gameplay in a way that you don't need to be fully versed in what's happening. Like bowling, Generally, you can kind of also know, but then they like really explain that in Alley Cat Strike. But if there was like a football movie, it'd be kind of harder to show a lot of that action because football is kind of a start and stop sport. And there's lots of complicated rules to it where basketball, you shoot and you make a shot. Yeah. And we see a lot of that, but we also see a lot of the team struggling because Heidi's getting double covered by two much shorter than her girls, but still having her a problem. A little bit of the play here is a little sloppy it's supposed to be because they're doing poorly but it's kind of sloppy in the way that these girls are good at basketball but now they have to pretend to be bad at basketball and that's like an extra level of acting where it's sports acting and that's just kind of a weird thing and then air bud comes out yes (laughs) the dog six one out of the world the ref says there's no rules about a girl with a broken (laughs) ankle playing yeah, generally the team's struggling. They mostly are highlighting... Is this, is this the game where it's like 30-30? Like really early? And then it ends up being like 70 to like I 60? Don't, I didn't fully keep track of the score is. in I this remember. game. 
like one of the games is just like the score was just so lopsided of how many points had been scored and then how many were scored. So then a really silly thing happens that is hilarious and could have come off a little bit better if they played it up. But really all we've seen is Heidi struggling in this game. And then the twins dad comes in and who's with him? It's the rich girl's dad. But we haven't really seen the rich girl being highlighted with at least close-up shots of her being frustrated or anything. It's just, I guess, assumed that she's doing bad. Yeah. Like, that could have been a fun thing where the dad's in the stands. He's like, mm, oh, this isn't right. What's happening? Oh, shit. We need to get Teen Wolf. Uh, but then he, like, goes and finds the dad. From wherever. Chicago. Like, he goes. Picks him up at the really airport fast. or something. Superman flies. Something more fun and dramatic than that. But it's just like, oh, there's Rich Dad. Like, and, and then little little uh, Rich Girl's, like, a little, like, wanking, kind of like a, a... She's a little too excited yeah, or him. happy about her dad being hey, there. Hey, Daddy. Very flirtatious in the way she's... And then she dad. just fucking balls like fucking Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan on the courts. Magic Johnson, that's what it was. She's the magic on the court. So, yeah, the Rich Girl is doing really good, but then... She has a really weird injury where she kind of just, like, is going oh, for a yeah. shot and she stumbles and just shoulder checks the, the pole of the, the basketball yeah. hoop. And then it's all like, oh, no. Somebody needs to shoot her shots. but Because she, she was fouled to hit it. And, and yeah, so this is where so Heather they, yeah, so they build is like, it up. try to stall as long as you can, coach. And then she just hobbles off. Yeah. And then I thought that the sh- I thought she was going to come in and shoot the shot. Yeah, we both thought that. And that's, but that's like, not what happened. That is a long stall. I don't think that is going to be no. legal in any so, way. So Rich Girl goes out and makes at least one, or if not both, of the shots. Yeah, she makes. I think she only had one shot. I think she just has the one free okay, throw so and she, she makes so it. So she must have made the shot and then got fouled. Then she got another shot or something. I think she only had one free throw, but they Which like make, make it so sense. dramatic. I don't. And know. then she makes it, and then like Rich Dad's like, "Yay!" And, and the then, coach. And then they like time out a little bit afterwards. And then it's a tunnel shot. Yeah. Heather's like marching down. I thought she was in like ghosty, like some ghost, maybe like that of the really like the poor good basketball player to get like some like you know. It was very some quick, it was like, lit very dramatically. Yes. But she comes out in her uniform. Heather. Heather. <laughs> and then the coach, yeah. Heather. Oh. Everybody, even the other team is chanting Heather. <laughs> well, it's not even just the yeah. Uh, uh, so Heidi starts the chant, but she pairs it up with a slow clap. Yeah. So the clap builds and everybody's cheering great. Heather, which. I mentioned to Jacob seems very weird for a high school team to call out like any single school. player. The coach is like, oh, there's time for one more shot. One and more this coach shot. is very like nice and supportive throughout the whole movie. Yes. And that just made me think of our own personal high school teachers who were the coaches for our basketball teams Mr. where they would be uh, at times very mad basketball dads <laughs> where... Uh, Mr. Walmuth, yes. he would just kind of yell a lot, but Mr. Boone, they were both math teachers, and I remember hearing stories about Mr. Boone having to be ejected from a <laughs> game because he like threw a chair across Jesus the court. <laughs> but they were both very nice in math class, yeah, so you just were. hear about that, it's like, that's crazy. <laughs> but this coach is very supportive and believes in them wholeheartedly, where he says, oh, you're injured, but you want to play? Probably not legal because you wouldn't be on the official roster for the team. Otherwise, you could just get Air Bud or Teen Wolf to show up and throw a jersey on and say, all right, coach, sub him in. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, that seems like a really good idea. So then the play that they end up doing 
is very ridiculous, but it calls back to a, the play the we mentioned, and it was good we went into detail for yes. it in the practice because now the roles are switched where Heather gets the ball, but she essentially has to stay stationary because one of her ankles is bad. But and she doesn't. She like she starts, uh, uh. She starts pumping. This is like with six seconds left, and the coach is yelling, "Shoot the ball, and pass she's going the ball!" Back and forth, and like like it's it's ridiculously how long she's doing it for it's at least like 20 pumps i mean it's very typical we're laughing our asses watching this because we thought she would already pass it by an hour shoot but it's like only like half a second's pass and while she's she's doing uh it Uh uh-huh you can't see us but we're both moving back and forth and her legs kind of like her legs are starting to pump and like i feel like that would be a travel she's pumping her feet and also i don't think her ankle could support her weight she eventually like jumps forward like one or two steps, and then she like dukes out a player, and she just throws a shitty pass to her sister, mm-hmm. who has to like dive to get the ball. Well, her ankles hurt, <laughs> and she just kind of like fade away, fade away three with no time remaining as the ball leaves her fingers. I mean, doesn't it still like count after the buzzer? Yes, yes, flying? yes, yes. As long as it's out of her her fingers by the time running out, okay. which it is. So it was it was out of her fingers, and it's just it's through the air. So yes, it is the most predictable. thing. At least we didn't get like it hits the rim, bounces around, yeah, does it? It, was, swirl. it wasn't that. Predictable, it was like a swish. But like, there was no way this movie wasn't going to end with the slow basketball sequence. But just what highlighted it so much was. It's already kind of a silly thing to see the person do like the side to side pumping, pump. but having it be in slow motion for, for quite like some thirty time, seconds, anybody ooh, would find ooh, it very silly. To we were look at. we were laughing. It was good. It was fun, and, and they won. I think it's a three pointer that, or at least they set it up. I think to be a three pointer to win. But as pointed out in a goof section on IMDb, actually Heidi jumps into the three point area, so it shouldn't have been a three pointer. Oh, well, shit. But I wasn't paying close attention enough to the score to know what, what the differential the was. was. But yeah. damn, all these high school girls games, super competitive. They yeah. always come down to like one, or, one two or two points. points. I got to start going to more, you know, women's sporting events. It's a huge celebration. I write down everybody's dad loves their daughter. Daddy, <laughs> yes. The rich girl hooks up with her father, probably. Daddy, did you see how good I did? And he says, yes. <laughs> it's worth all my tax dollars Smithers, for the school or something. Smithers was not there. Yeah, he present. really should have been there. I feel like that actually, if this was a longer movie where they had more opportunity to flesh out the rich girl, which they already did a decent enough job to, it should have been she's looking for her dad in the and audience. sees him instead. She doesn't the, see the dad, but she sees the butler, and then she realizes that like he was he's the one who's there. always been supporting wow. her. I'm legit getting like a little watery eye. Wow. <laughs> just just writing up this emotional story. Uh, but no, we just... The real father. There's no replacement for a Thank dad. You. Butlers can't replace dads. Just tell Bruce Wayne Bruce that. Wayne, I was literally just thinking, what about Alfred? The twins are talking to their parents, congratulating them. The coach says, hey, put them in basketball camp. So they can practice college. jumping. And he's like, yeah. Dad's like, I want them to go to college ball. You know what they're saying is they might even have a pro a women's league. league. And the dad's like, dollar signs in his eyes. Yes. And they're like, dad, you've ruined our lives <laughs> enough already. 
And this is where he does apologize for forcing Heidi to play basketball, yes. but that is the only and keeping in mind, like Lucas had noted that the WNBA doesn't come out for like another like decades later. Yeah, so the so WNBA really started in '96, so it would have been like ten or eleven years from when this was yeah. taking place. So things take a time, and then this is like a, it was like a weird walk off moment where they're walking off into like heaven, like they just died, like feel the dreams, kind of. It was weird, but so then walking it's a walk off. Cut to a walk on because yes. we see. Uh, I don't think they give like the year, but it's an undetermined amount of time later where we're seeing Heather walking out. The Monarchs and the Sparks. Yeah, like the Los Angeles team, I think. And so I'm sure they're I'm playing sure as close to Space Jam music as yes, they can legally very, get to. Very much a ripoff. You know, dun 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 yep. dun, dun dun. All this hype. There's pyrotechnics, confetti going down, people cheering. We see Heidi walk out. And then we see Heather walk out, and they're going to be playing against each other. They're giving each other eyes. They're doing their weird That's nose right. pointy yes. twin thing. Point. And then twin it's like, things. oh, man, they're going to play freeze frame at, like, the jump ball, I think. Yep, yep. They were throwing Overhead the Overhead shot. We see them jumping you, you up. You can kind of see down their shirts a little bit. And that didn't need to no, be No, it didn't uh, So <laughs> freeze frame, and then we see... It's like a message, like, oh... They got I'm full to... scholarships in 1989. So yes. that's how we knew at this point... They were freshmen in this movie. Yeah. And which is we already talked about ridiculous. how after this time skip to at least 10 or 11 years so at the earliest. Four years that pass in high school and four more in college. So that's eight years. So then they would have probably been going right into yeah. WMA. But I'm just saying they after. looked exactly the same as they did yes, in high school. Yes, they did not age. They did nothing to try to de-age them in the other parts of the movie well, to was age them up 2002. Here. This was 2002. They probably could have had the actual basketball players playing them. Well... We'll just say that's that's how the movie ends. They got but the full it, ride scholarships. It's, it's, it's just for the kids, though. So the Not kids to pull understand. back the curtain with the research I had done for this movie. They never played each other in the WNBA. Oh, really? They both, uh, I think one played one season in the WNBA and the other played two seasons. And they do not cross over to huh. have been able to play each other. A lot of their careers they spent playing in international sports leagues. Because I guess other countries were ahead of America and yeah. having women's basketball leagues. So I think one of them was in Greece or something. Okay. So I guess maybe by the time, the basketball players can play a little bit older, potentially. Like the 40s. But then I guess they kind of just, maybe it wasn't like super lucrative in the early years of the WNBA. So they play a couple of seasons just, and then that's, that's it. it. They stop playing. And then they got a movie made about them a few years later. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Like that's a quick turnaround for a movie being made about you. Yeah. In like three or four years. Because I think the one of the last ones that it would have played would have been 98 or 99 those seasons. So yeah, a few years later. Hmm. And you got the movie. So yeah, as Jacob mentioned, this was, we're into a new year, 2002. Yes. Post 9-11 Wow. And I think we'll get the first real taste of that with our next movie. Really? Cadet Kelly. Oh. Which I think... Has some kind of military rela- relation to it. And yes, probably and the Cristiano first... Cristiano Romano or something. She's like another sure. popular... She's but an even Stevens. I, we could save some of this for that discussion. I'd say post-Lawrence Brothers, Hilary Duff is definitely like the big... The GOAT. The, you know, she's like the era-defining star of Disney Channel at yeah. this time. Cause of the 2000s and the later 2010s is maybe more Hannah Montana stuff. Yeah, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So this was double teamed. Yeah, you've been double teamed. With Lucas and Jacob. But yeah, exactly. 
We're actually changing the name of our podcast now. It's a double team. To make it even less clear maybe what it's about by only referencing a very specific <laughs> decom that I don't know if I hear too many people talk about this one. It wasn't a bad one. I thought it was pretty good. Definitely of the sports centric decoms. We, were we kinda, haven't had a pure sports movie in we a were, little while. We were kind of hesitant going into it. I don't know. If, yeah, we just didn't know what to expect, I guess. I just was like, hmm, you know what? Uh, I don't want to take a lot of notes, so let's see if I don't need to take a lot of notes. And I did take less notes than usual, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a lesser movie. No. Just, and there's just Like you said, it was kind of cool that they actually had like gameplay. There was probably five, ten minutes of maybe gameplay in this yeah. movie, maybe? And it was, I don't know. You know it, was, it was sports it was cool. focused it was cool. in a way that i guess the last movie we maybe got was like alley cat strike and even that had like the computer program in it but luck of the irish that's not really a sports movie not really i think this was definitely the the peak sports movie they've had as so far and don't even really feel like that negative about i thought the the family dynamics were pretty well fleshed out and believable some of the the acting between the sisters was a little corny. And that's why I, I, I wonder if like these the, true story movies are better movies. It's interesting to look at the source material because sometimes we get the books that are or the the movies that are based on books or yeah. based on real life stuff. Like Miracle in Lane Two mm-hmm. was based on a real I was story, just thinking about. but they Frankie Muniz the hell out of that yeah, movie. So did. that is a sports movie, but it's not really pure in the way like this movie was. We didn't yeah. get opening narration of this is me and my twin and now i'm the other twin talking or anything it was just very very straightforward sports and family drama that's what was kind of cool like all a lot of these other movies are just perspective from like certain Mm -hmm. people this wasn't really wasn't perspective this was kind of like you were maybe looking in on him as maybe like a teammate or something like that. You yeah. know, I don't know. You know, it was kind of and and the mean rich the girl. As soon as they brought in her daddy issues, I'm like, oh my god, how much shit are they putting in this movie? But they ended up doing a relatively yeah, decent they, job. They though didn't, they didn't dwell. Too I would much have had my own boy. rewrites that I could have punched that up to make it more about the butler. Yeah, uh, you would have inserted yourself into that scene where the. Uh, the young boy was really the best part about this movie to call back to my anecdote about that girl in my elementary school is this movie is the best because it could have happened because it did happen (laughs) shout out to coach carter starring samuel l jackson that's right yeah i don't really have too much to say i feel like this is definitely a probably this one really just plays into my own personal preferences or biases where i'm not a huge sports head so I think this is a well-made enough decom, but it's not going to be one of my favorites because no. I don't really care that much about the subject matter. But I take this over fucking Johnny Tsunami any wow. day, <laughs> which definitely still had plenty of actual sports footage. But I, nah, I'm good. Good movie, liked it. So we've been no a whole new pod, and you can find us, and you probably already have found us on some of our different places, such as Apple Podcasts, where you can rate us and review us and hopefully subscribe to us if you haven't yes. already. Spread the word to spread those subscriptions around. Find us on Google, whatever it is transferred over, if it's <laughs> Google Podcasts or not. Also on Spotify, where you can follow us. And probably our greatest source of, at least I'll look at it as listens or views, is our YouTube, YouTube. channel. Still not to the point where I can just have it be YouTube.com slash whatever, but... If you search a whole new pod, at least probably throw in maybe like a name of a movie or something, you should be able to find us on there. Yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe to all that stuff. And 
We've gotten some fun comments with people pointing out some of our dumb jokes or <laughs> giving their own interpretations of scenes or characters that we maybe overlooked in yeah. our and sometimes those, nitpicky those fashion. So yeah, bring so those keep them, and keep them coming. I'll respond because I control the YouTube <laughs> channel and it is still up and running, whereas our Twitter account might be dead. Who knows? It's in the ja- abyss. Jacob certainly won't. It's under the bed. Jacob doesn't know. And it, you know what? <laughs> We don't have the technology. It's an unknowable thing. We can never figure out what happened. Mr. Twitter all the time. Probably Twitter during this podcast. Jacob Telejohn, too much to before, ask to sort this before out. Before I did a little R.I.P. Regis, you know, just Fuck sh- off. showed a little respect. Oh, my God. I hate Thoughts people. Thoughts and like, prayers. I hate people like him. Thoughts and prayers go this to Regis Philbin and his family. Uh, and you can also write to us with some of your more... Deeper Vol- voluminous, verbose questions verbose. at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Yeah. I also am in charge of that, so there's no concern about anything. I forgot the password. <laughs> I'll never right. forget the emails now. I actually don't know the password, but it's just always <laughs> signed in on my phone, so it should be good then. And with that, I think I could have swore I had something I wanted to Sign say off. to go. But you know what? You've been double teamed. Uh, We'll just have to play out a little bit of music, maybe a little saxophone, Mm. basketball. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. Give me that. Did you catch a game last night? Mm-hmm. Is it still hot out there? Do you like hot fudge sundaes? Yeah. All right.